Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is the epistle lesson for today, Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. So far, our text. Last Sunday for Mission Fest, our Michigan District President, President Meyer, spoke of a storm, a storm that was out there in our world, a storm that we need to get out of the boat and walk in if we're going to have influence in our world, to trust in our God and to step forward into the storm. In our text in Ephesians, Paul speaks of a war, a war that is going on with the schemes of the devil, with the cosmic powers in his present darkness, a war with the evil forces that are at work in our world and even in ourselves. So whether you see a storm or a war, the reality is we need strength to face it. And that's what Paul talks about in our text. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And I don't know about you, but a lot of times I struggle with that idea of being strong in the Lord or having the power of God in me. Because I have a tendency to think in a physical kind of way. You know, the Almighty God infuses me with His Almighty power and then I can do anything. Because God empowers me to do anything. And then I wonder why I fail at doing anything right because that power doesn't seem to work. That's not the power Paul is talking about. He's not talking about us asking God to make us almighty, filling us with that almighty power in that sense. Paul says, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Not our might infused by him, but in his might. And he says, or he in our text here, points to four things that are a part of that. So if you look at your outline, you'll see that that's what we want to look at is those four things that, are, that we are to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. First of all, he says, know the enemy. Knowing the enemy is important. You've got to have the right focus on the right enemy. If you don't know who the enemy is, then how do you fight? And if you're fighting the wrong group, it doesn't help anything, does it? Know the enemy. In verse 12, he says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, the enemy is not other people. As often as we like to think that that's the case, that the person who is sinning, he is the enemy, or that the person that we're in disagreement with, that person is the enemy. No, Paul says, it's not people that are the enemy. We're not fighting against flesh and blood but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. What we're fighting is evil. It is sin. It is the power of Satan. It is the power of the sinful world. It is the power even of our own sinful nature that dwells within us. That's the enemy, the evil. 
the sin, the destructive power of that sinfulness that has been in the world since Adam and Eve fell into sin. That's where our focus should be when we know the enemy and we fight this battle. It is against the spiritual forces of evil, not against people. Second, he says, the strength of the Lord's might is in wearing the armor of God. Wearing that armor which God has provided for us. And what does he mean by that? He has six pieces to that armor of God, that which God provides to us. He says, first of all, wear a truth like a belt. Now, the Roman soldiers had a belt that they girded around their loins to protect their core as they went into battle. Yes, it would hold up their, their skirt piece so that they were ready for, for battle, but the essence of it was a core protection. Think of a weightlifter. When he starts getting up into heavy weights, what does he do? He puts on a belt, a belt that supports that small of his back, that keeps everything in alignment, that provides the core strength and balance so that he can lift that weight. That's what Paul is talking about, that kind of a belt that protects the core, the core of our being. And that core is truth, the truth of Jesus Christ. When Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, to strengthen the core is to know Jesus and to know what he has done for us in the cross. That core is to know God's commandments from the Old Testament lesson. The beauty of that and how God would guide us to live. That core is to remember and to know the promises of God that he gives us again and again in his scriptures. Like at Holy Baptism when he says, Lo, I will be with you always to the end of the age. When he promises that he will work all things for good when he promises to send his Holy Spirit to guide and to bless. All of those promises of God, all of those commandments of God, all of that truth of Jesus Christ, when we wrap ourselves in that, when we understand and know that truth and set that as our core, that is what is the essence of who we are and what we do. That's putting on the armor of God. That is living in the strength of the Lord's might. You just take righteousness and put it on like a breastplate, a breastplate which can protect the the organs of life, of the body, like the heart and the lungs and the liver and stomach and so on. So too, our righteousness is our life. A righteousness not that we have of our own, but a righteousness that comes from Jesus Christ, the one who suffered and died to wash away our sins, to make us pure and holy, to make us righteous, to know that we are righteous children of God, to clothe ourselves in that righteousness. So you can again use the words of baptism, knowing that when this world attacks us, We are righteous. We are children of God, and we act accordingly. And even when we do stumble, to know that through confession and absolution, we can be washed clean of those sins and that righteousness renewed. 
to live in and to live that righteousness is our life and how we live. The shoes with the readiness of the gospel of peace. Roman soldiers' shoes, their sandals of war, were different. They were unique. They had spikes, nails that were driven, out, driven through them down so that they, they stuck out at the bottom to give them sure footing in war. Sort of like, I don't know, a golfer's shoes used to be. I know you can't have them steel spikes anymore but on a golf course, but you could. Or football spikes or whatever. It's something to anchor you. That was the point of the shoes, to anchor you. If the ground was hard, it would stick into the ground so you didn't slide across the surface. If the ground was soft and muddy and mucky, it would stick into it to give you a firm hold in the sloppiness that was there. It was the anchor those shoes that enabled you to battle on. And our anchor, our shoes, is the gospel of peace. The sure knowledge that we are at peace with God through the death of Jesus Christ. That God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That gospel message, that peace that comes from knowing that we are God's children and that he stands with us and will bless us. That's our anchor. That salvation that is ours in Christ Jesus. The gospel of peace anchors us for the battle. And that helmet of salvation then, which protects our mind and our thoughts and our will, that peace to wear as well, to put on that salvation, to think about that salvation, to understand that salvation, that no matter what, the victory is already ours, that we shall one day live in heaven with our God. And that knowledge covers all of our attitude and thought in how we look at everything in this battle. I can think of nobody who said it better than Martin Luther himself in his A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Listen to verse 3. Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not, we fear no ill, they shall not overpower us. This world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will. He can harm us none. He's judged. The deed is done. One little word can fell him. Do you hear the mind of salvation? The mind wrapped in salvation there. Or these words from verse 4. And take they our life, goods, fame, child, and wife. Though these all be gone, our victory has been won. The kingdom ours remaineth. To keep that attitude, that understanding, to keep that in our mind. To put on that helmet of salvation. That too is the strength of the Lord's might in our life. The devil will attack. And he will send all of those what... Paul calls the flaming darts of the evil one. Send them into our lives to question our relationship with God. 
we lose our job and our future becomes insecure. And Satan says, does God really care about you? You go down to disease or struggle with health issues. And Satan sends the dart. Does God really love you? Why is he punishing you? What is his motive here? Things seem to be in a struggle in all of your life. And Satan says, does God really have the power to help? That's what Satan does, isn't it? That's what those powers of evil do. They always are trying to get us to question, to question God's word, to question God's power, to question God's motive, to question God's love for us. And that's where the shield of faith comes in, Paul says. It is our faith that deflects, that extinguishes all of those fiery darts. It is our faith when we know that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came to die for us. That God wants us to be with him in heaven. We know this because he sent his son. We do not need to question God's love. We do not question God's power. He raised him from the dead. And he will bring eternal life to all of us. And it is that faith that we use. And we stand in the strength of the Lord's might. And finally, that sword of the Spirit, that word of God that he has given to us to use as his power, his very words against this evil world. Remember the way that prayer used to say it, to read, mark, and inwardly digest this word of God, to know it, to believe it, to understand it, to read it, to memorize it. So that it is always there for us to use as the strength of the Lord's might. Truth, righteousness, the gospel of peace, salvation, faith, the word of God. When we wrap ourselves in these things, then the strength of the Lord's might is ours and we're ready for the battle. He doesn't stop there. The third thing is prayer. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication, he says. To take this armor and as we go into the battle, we do it prayerfully. We wrap ourselves in prayer all the time to have a strong and active prayer life where we continually communicate with our God. And when there are times of special need, when there are times of special focus and struggle, then the supplications come in, the specific prayers for each situation. But to have a life that continually lives prayer, then we are in the strength of the Lord's might. And fourth. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, he says. 
And I found before that I put the period in that sentence too early. I always said to the ad end, keep alert with all perseverance. And my mind went to the thought and the idea that I need to be alert to what the devil is doing, what is evil going on out there, and persevere in the midst of that. And I'm sure that that's there, but Paul only puts a comma there. There's another part to that. Making supplication for all the saints. And I realized that this alertness with perseverance, this persevering, it does not happen alone. It's not me against the world. Think of how an army works. An army works together, right? An army not only focuses on the enemy and attacks the enemy, but the army is always, each member of the army is always alert to their fellow soldiers, what's going on around them. And if somebody's beginning to be overwhelmed, then the other soldiers rally around to help that person. And when one falls, the others come to pick him up, to move him back to safety. That's what is the community, the communion of saints within the church. That we are alert not just to the enemy, but to the needs and the concerns and the problems of the saints. And praying for one another and supporting one another and strengthening one another. That's what makes us strong. We do not fight the battle alone. To be in the strength of the Lord's might is to gather together with other Christians that we fight together, that we uphold each other, that we strengthen each other, that we protect each other. To know the enemy, to wrap around us the armor of God, that truth, righteousness, gospel, faith, salvation to the word, to pray continually and to support one another in this battle. Then we live in the strength of the Lord's might. The battle is on. The storm rages. We go out and we battle in the might of our God, today and always. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ, the Almighty One, that will sustain you for the battle. Amen.